0: Please turn in your Bibles to Psalm 119, Psalm 119, if you would turn to verse 97, won't cover this entire section of Mem, just 97 through 100, was wondering when the Lord laid uh, this on my heart why it was here, not knowing what our brother would have. I hope it's appropriate for this day. Trust the Lord. Yes. What's the source of this universe? What's the origin of death? What's man's purpose in life? Who is God if there is one? How do you approach Him? Who does He bless and favor? How do you see, achieve success and prosperity in this life? Right here, brethren. It's the only source for it. Yes. How much are you in this book? How much does it impact your life? Young man, young woman in particular, I am speaking to you today. Consider the word of God. Yes. Oh, how love I thy law. Hey. It is my meditation all the day. If you go to the very first psalm, it starts off talking about the blessed man who does not walk after the ungodly. He doesn't sit in their ways, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Is that where your delight is today? Why does he delight in these things? Why does he delight in God's law? Well, because he knows that it's a sure guide, if nothing else, in this dark world. Psalm 119, 105, just down below us, tells us, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. How well are you following it? The word of God is pleasant and is profitable. Psalm 19, Psalm 19 verse 10. Actually, start with verse 9. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter than the honey and the honeycomb. Refined gold, the most precious gold. This word is more valuable than that. It's sweeter than the sweetest thing you can find. Do you take those delights? Do you take that profit? In the same book of Psalm 119... 128 actually start at 127 it tells us therefore i love thy commandments above gold yea above fine gold twice we've heard it now how important it is therefore i esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right and i hate every false way god's word is the standard to measure all truth and error yes yes how often do you use that ruler in your life each day that we live do you look at all its precepts concerning all things and make sure that you are walking in that right way verse 98 thou through thy commandments hast made me wiser than mine enemies for they are ever with me Not talking about his enemies ever being with him, but the word of God. Is it always with you? Do you take the steps to read it, to study it, to memorize it, to learn its precepts so it's part of your very nature? David had good reason to know this. He was the king. What was one of the duties of the king? He had to copy out the word of God that he had. Let's go to the book of Deuteronomy, which he copied out. Look at the very beginning of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Talking about the enemies of God. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 5. It tells us, Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me, that ye should do so in the land whither ye go to possess it. God's given us the rules of conduct, of engagement in this world. Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what nation is there so great who hath God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God, is in all things we call upon him for. And what nation is there so great that has statutes and judgments so righteous in all this law which I set before you this day? Even our enemies will recognize the wisdom and the glory of the law that we follow if we're following it. And notice what it said back there in verse 7. For what nation is so great, who hath God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is, in all things that we call upon him for? As you call upon the Lord. Are you doing it within the confines of what the book says you ought to do? How you ought to do it? What you should be praying for? What you should be, I mean, what do you want me to pray for? Blessing on your life. How you living your life. Is it conduct that this book teaches? Well, he doesn't just start good, he ends well. Turn to chapter 32 of this same book. Chapter 32 of Deuteronomy, verse 44. And Moses came and spake all the words of this song in the ears of the people, he and Hoshea the son of Nun. And Moses made an end of speaking all these words to all Israel. And here are the very last words of Moses before he goes up in the mountain to die. And he said unto them, set your heart unto all the words which I testify among you this day, which ye shall command your children to observe to do all the words of this law. For it is not a vain thing for you, because it is your life. And through this thing, what thing? Taking heed to all the words God commanded through this thing ye shall prolong your days in the land, whither ye go over Jordan to possess it. Observing God's law is the source of life itself and blessing in this world. Do you make God's word that? Is it the integral part of your life that guides your thinking, guides your acting? Verse 99. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. Brethren, what did that say we have? The testimonies. That's when somebody speaks. That's when somebody gives evidence, right? Whose evidence is it we have in this book? It's the God of heaven. Yes. Only 219 times we have the phrase, the Lord said. 416 times. We have, thus saith the Lord. Amen. Yes. I mean, brethren, if you read anything about in theology in the past couple hundred years, you know that they say, well, God is so great and so, oh, above us, he can't communicate to us. That's a lie from hell. God has communicated to us. Are you listening? Do you hear what he has to say to you when he opens up his word to you? It says right there, the Lord said, Brethren, we have it even better, though. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 tells us, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, around verse 12, it says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak. This is Paul speaking about him as a minister, not in the words which Man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Brethren, we've been going over, our brother has gone over the power of the Holy Spirit in the day of Pentecost and how that has been with us, with his church since then. Are we allowing that power, that guiding spirit to guide us? We can discern all things with that spirit. And that spirit guides us in this book. Do you realize what is the impact of the fact that you have God speaking to you directly every day in his word? What kind of impact is that on our lives? Verse 100. I understand more than the ancients because I keep thy precepts. Now, I started off by saying this, I am speaking particularly to the young men and the young women in this church. You have a great heritage to hold on to, a great heritage to grab a hold of and to run with. Think about a couple of instances of young people who did just that. There there was one time a very great and noble man who had some problems in his life. And he called his three friends, three wise men, to come console him over it. And they were lousy at it. And all the time that these men are sitting there coming up with reasons and reasons of why he was having a hard time, there was a young man sitting there watching them. As a good young man, he kept his mouth shut because he said, hey, these are older men. They should know better. But eventually, it got to him. It got to him. Turn to Job chapter 32. Job chapter 32. And verse 6. And Elihu the son of Barakiel the Buzite answered and said, I am young and ye are very old. Wherefore I was afraid and doth not show you mine opinion. I said days should speak and multitude of years should teach wisdom. But there is a spirit in man. And the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. Great men are not always wise, neither do the aged understand judgment. Therefore, I said, hearken unto me, I also will show you mine opinion. And he then goes and proceeds to clarify the situation greatly. And then later on, when the Lord comes in to speak and clarifies it further, when it's all said and done, he tells Job to pray for his three friends because they hadn't said what was right. But he doesn't say one thing of objection to what Elihu said. Young men, young ladies, do you know God's word well enough that you could, after a respectful period of time, sit straight, some foolish old men, Some old men who may be men of renown and no wisdom, but they're stupid in the situation they're in. Better yet, are you correcting your own life so you don't follow their follies? How about Daniel? Daniel and his three friends. Captured, taken into the Babylonian Empire, trained by them. What does it say about them in Daniel chapter 1? Verses 19, following. And the king commanded, communed with them, and among them all was found none, like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in his realm. And Daniel continued even into the first year of King Cyrus. Now, if that was it, that was great. But remember, each of those men, Daniel by himself, and those three by themselves, each had a challenge in their life to where there came a circumstance where God's word said this, and the popular thing, the safe thing, was that. What did they do? They followed the word of the Lord. Even where it should have cost them their life. The three in the fiery furnace, Daniel in the lion's den. But God, in their cases, supernaturally interposed to protect them. Now, he hasn't promised that to us. But do you have the same courage? Do you have the same certainty of the knowledge of the truth that you're willing to stand like they did? May God help us. That's the day we're called for. We are in a a, a degenerate tail end of mankind. All the sins of mankind have just been distilling down to where we are, the dregs of the dregs. Are you going to be that shining light standing forth Thus saith the Lord, with the way you live your life, with the choices you make in your life. May God help us to do so.